The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Now, perhaps the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down to Monday Night Meltdown has it begun. Sirius XM Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio Networks. We've got a full house on the program uh, this evening. Mike Tenier kicks it with us. We've got a lot of football talk uh, tonight. Mike Tenier, uh, New York Times and more, throws it down uh, with us this evening. Mo Khan uh, joins us. George Kurtz back in the rotation. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, all-access uh, football, the uh, the alliance and everything else in between. So we're breaking it down. Monday night meltdown style. Let's do this thing. So we've got a full house and of course we had the home run derby which really has become the coolest event in um, in pro sports when it comes to sort of their all-star events of course it used to be the slam dunk contest uh, but NBA players you know they don't they don't do it you got a bunch of dudes that nobody's ever heard of. They get like 13 tries. The dunks suck. And I guess last year, whatever, it's like so bad that like people went crazy because what, some some dude from Delaware or something won? But so, you know, the NBA dunk contest sucks. The NHL doesn't really have anything. You know, like nobody cares about their little fastest skating this and that, like in their puck target crap. And, you know, the NHL, like these guys are shooting like at surfboards on the beach and stuff like that, right? They don't. They don't really know what to do with the skills competition, which you know I don't really understand. To be honest, you figure. Listen, you know there would be cooler ways to come up with uh, the skills in the NHL, and I, you know, give me, give me uh, the power to put it together, and I'll come up with some interesting skills uh, contest better than the crap that they come up with. Like remember, like they're dunking people in water and stuff like that. Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl, whatever it is, what it is, they don't even do it anymore. People like the um, people like their skill stuff last year. I didn't see it. Or what do they do? They're the video games, and you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's like the really, it's just sort of the NBA All Star Weekend now, and the Major League Baseball. Yet anybody that watched this tonight, you can't say that you were disappointed in it. I used to like. I I, I was not a mark for the uh, the home run derby in the old days. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? It was too long. It took like five hours. You heard Chris Berman saying back, 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 back like 13 million times. It was just like, you know, okay, okay. It was just all right, but it's too long. They've really done a good job as far as the pace of it and the entertainment aspect of it, plus the fact that good players do it. Right, so I don't, I don't understand. Like, good players in the NBA can't bother to dunk a basketball, but these guys are out there swinging like 280 times in a night. So Vladimir Guerrero joins uh, his father. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wins the home run derby. Joins his father, the first father and son combo, uh, to to uh, to win the home run uh, derby. And they put a graphic up that uh, Vladimir Guerrero, congratulations, he's just the second Cuban player to win the home run derby. That's all great and stuff. If he was actually Cuban, which he is not. <laughs> Like, does anybody think that, like, does anybody, like, 
You don't have to be like Howie Schwab. This you don't have to be like a trivia kingpin or guru to kind of know. Like you mean like, isn't he kind of Dominican and Canadian? He was born in Montreal. Let's roll. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates joining us on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid. Radio Networks, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wins the home run derby. He was plus 350, plus 400, uh, depending on when and where uh, you bet it. Vladimir Guerrero Sr. won the home run derby as well. So this is the first father and son combo. Uh, to both win the home run derby. And it's interesting because Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has not had a great year by his standards. And he actually entered the home run derby believing that it could sort of um, kickstart kickstart and catapult him into crushing baseballs again in the second half of the season for the Toronto Blue Jays. And listen, we've said it before, we're going to say it again, the Major League Baseball all-star Home Run Derby has become the premium and the most entertaining all-star event in sports. Right? I mean, unfortunately, we don't have Vince Carter laying it down. We don't have Air Canada. We don't have Air Jordan. We don't have Dr. J. Right? We got some dude like, what, who was it, Matt McClung or something like that? Exactly. Right? Like, the NBA players are slowly just like, you know, they're destroying. <laughs> they destroyed the slam dunk contest. They're going to slowly destroy the league. You know, we'll get into this... Um, the, the NBA in-season tournament. Oh, wait, you know what? We only have three hours, so I don't think we can talk about it, to be honest. Does anybody understand what the hell it means? And what it, what, like, what is this thing? Like, what, like, honestly, they're like, well, this bracket and this, so what? Like, do these games count in the standings? They don't count in the standings? I mean, this NBA Cup thing matters so much, you're not keeping stats in the championship game? Like, what, what are we doing here? Instead of worrying about, like, how about you worry about load management? How about you can do a better schedule so teams don't have to rest their superstars all the time instead of adding some stupid in-season gimmick? So Vladimir Guerrero Jr., very entertaining. Beats Randy Orezarena uh, tonight. Julio Rodriguez put a freaking clinic and a show on. There was a prop over under 22 miles distance of baseballs traveled. I think they're still trying to measure it. This is Sports Rage. And your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustler, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. The Monday Night Meltdown. Mike Tanier will kick it with us. We'll talk football with Mike, a sharp dude, of course, New York Times uh, contributor uh, and uh, more. 
Um, there's a lot of media shuffling going on uh, right now. It's summertime. It's you know what I mean. It's before the NFL season. Everybody's reloading and uh, moving, and you know all that type of stuff. Sort of like it's no different than players, like in, in the media. Um, you know what I mean? Guys change and all this. There's, if you'll notice, a lot of our guests tonight, I get confused actually, and they even tell me, "Oh yeah, yeah, don't say that or don't like we're not with that." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, dude. It's hard to keep up, bro. All right. It's hard, hard, hard to keep up with this stuff. But uh, Mike, Mike Tanier is awesome. Mike Tanier is going to join us. We've got Rick Saratella from the Jersey Shore. Um, George Kurtz is back. George Kurtz, of course, was in, uh, in Tampa for the last uh, couple of weeks. George Kurtz back uh, in Long Island. He kicks it with us uh, tonight. We talk a lot. Tonight we're, we're focusing on baseball and uh, football. Talk about the home run derby, all-star game. Uh, with a lot of football talk, CFL, college football, NFL, uh, little NFL football uh, tonight with Mike Tanier. A couple of win total uh, projections. And we got news from the college uh, football world. Let's bring in uh, Mr. Mo Khan uh, right now. TSN Radio in the house. Mo, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. How you doing tonight? Um, well, it's raining in Montreal, but uh, it definitely has helped subside the heat that we had the last 10 days in Montreal, though. Um, this is a meteorologist uh, in you. Um, <laughs> I didn't ask you the weather, all right? Like, yeah. I'm already concerned about the weather. But people in Montreal um, are proud. I saw Errol Hawani tweeted out, actually, as far as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is concerned. I don't think people realize it, actually, right? Because, well, number one, there was a graphic tonight after he won that yeah. said he was just the second Cuban-born player ever to win. Which, all right, you know what I mean? That's that's all good if he was actually Cuban, which he's not. So, but I don't think people realize he he was born in Montreal, right? When Vladimir Guerrero Sr. was was a Montreal Expo, so he right. was born in Montreal, dual citizen, has two passports, a Dominican passport and a Canadian passport. And I don't think that's another thing that people realize. He could play for Team Canada in the World Baseball Classic if he wanted to, but right. I understand him playing for the Dominican Republic. Yeah, no, and, and you know it's, it's a pride thing, right? But you know, Gabe, you know, you you're a Montrealer through and through for baseball, but it's been so long in this city that only the few diehards of the Expos will remember that. Hey, Vlad Jr. was born in Montreal, and the Guerreros were actually pretty prominent in the in the community, right? They, uh, Wilson, uh, one of the brothers, played in a softball league in Montreal, so that that's how probably were from top to bottom here, but definitely no question. It gives a sense of pride for the city of Montreal to say, hey, look, one of our guys who was born in the city for the first couple of years of his life was able to win a home run derby and equal what his father did, uh, what, 14, 15 years ago in San Francisco at the home run derby event. So I just think it was a cool moment for the city of Montreal. And for all of Canada, I'm not saying it's going to be Vince Carter here with the dunk competition from 2000, but definitely brings that pride moment that, hey, uh, a guy who plays in Canada was able to win this world, uh, home run derby in Seattle tonight. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, Jason B. Takafin, um, who is a general manager and uh, a minor league affiliate, and he won like a bunch of championships with the Toronto Blue Jays. Brought we brought we spoke about this during the World Baseball Classic, in which he really sort of Vladimir Guerrero. Look, the Dominican Republic have a million good players, right? So him being on the Dominican Republic, it's not like people in the Dominican Republic are like, oh my God, I can't believe Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is on the team. Right. That he really could have like become like you know, it wouldn't have been a bad marketing from a marketing perspective to play for Team Canada. Um, but as you stated, I think from the Blue Jays, the reason that he did this, right? The reason that he wanted to be in the home run derby is he wasn't really hitting home runs as much this year. And yeah. you know, some people are like, "Wow, he's kind of struggling, and he's in a home run derby." But he, I talked about it instantly. I was watching a broadcast the day that it was announced. And they, they, I think it was, uh, I think it was Buck Martinez said, you know, I was talking to him, and he said, I think that the home run derby will help me um, for the second half of the season to, to, you know, to get into a groove. I think the home run derby could actually help me. And you know, the Blue Jays ended the first half, or well, not the first half, but going into the All Star break, pretty strong. But as far as like the Montreal connection, with the Expos being gone, and we know they're not coming back. No, the Expos no. being gone, and I think this is like Errol Hawani, I think, nailed it in the tweet that in some small way, 
it's like the last, you know what I mean? That's the only thing like Montrealers have. <laughs> like in a sense, like Expo fans. Yeah. In which you can say, you know what, man? That guy was born in Montreal, number one, and look. Look at all the pictures that are popping up, right, of him as a kid in an Expo uniform, right, on the field. So there's that sort of proud, there's sort of that connection uh, there that I do understand because, you know, Expo's fans, like I said, and I guess going deeper, they'll have that too if the Blue Jays ever would win the um, if the Blue Jays would win the World Series. Who would ever thought that years ago, right? But people in Montreal <laughs> would cheer for the Blue Jays in the World Series now. Like, the Expos yeah. are so gone it's not like there's a reason to hate the Blue Jays anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and you know, I know we were talking off there before uh, coming on the air about the topics and stuff. But, you know, this city, we know, is a, is a hockey town. But basketball is really creeping up, and if not, has become the second sport for male and females in the city. Because, again, you look at baseball. Uh, I mean, I don't remember the last time Montreal produced a first-round pick in baseball. It's been years, right? I think it was, the, it was the kid that went to the Orioles back in 1996. And that's well over 25, 30 years now, whatever it's been. You know I what? Think, Rod yeah. Black's kid is good. That's right. Yeah, he won the second round a couple of years ago to Milwaukee, <laughs> yeah. I believe, right? Was it second? I thought it might have been even late first, but maybe it was second. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been a late first-round pick. The uh, the right. play-by-play announcer, Rod Black, he has a son. Like, Because I kind of, when you just said that, I'm like, you know what? I think he was like the highest-drafted Canadian like ever, maybe, or like one of the top ones ever right, uh, recently, right. like two years ago, like you said. Exactly. I just think now in the city, you know, I mean, people say, look, in the province of Quebec, people still play baseball. It's still a passionate thing. But we're not seeing as many kids playing baseball. It's more kids playing basketball in the, the basketball. In the summertime. It's all about the basketball thing right now. More young girls and young boys are playing that sport. It's easy enrollment. You can play indoors. You can play outdoors. All you need is a pair of shoes and a basketball to play. Baseball is too hard. You need too many people. Right? That's the. You, it's, you need too many people. It needs to be too organized. And let's be real. Most soccer, a lot of baseball fields, with the exception of let's say you know like Texas and you know what I mean, and Florida. Yeah. A few in baseball hotbeds yeah. still, like Louisiana. But you know, you'll see it. A lot of baseball fields are soccer fields now. <laughs> like they'll just yeah. they're like, oh whatever, dude. We're just putting the nets up here and screw it. It's not a baseball field anymore because no one plays baseball. Everyone's playing soccer. Um uh, now, but it is interesting. We'll hit this on the other side because there were reports about that. Um, that we'll get into as far as NBA expansion. And I'm not saying that the NBA is going to Montreal like next year. We all know Vegas is next, right? And I would assume that Seattle is too. I would, I would believe. But I, you know what? KC could, like, you know, maybe box Seattle out. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, Pete Annapolis, who joins us on the show routinely, has been on top of this. And uh, Pete's reporting, and he personally, Pete sent me a message too. And um, yeah, that wasn't really off the record. And he told me point blank. He said, yeah, I met these guys. I've spoken to them. And he goes, I can't say who they are. But he, he goes, they're very, he goes, you don't know who they are when, when it comes out. And he said, they're very big. And he said, trust me, money's not an issue for this, this group. And there's already another group interested in the Montreal Canadiens uh, hockey team. You know, they've seen the success that the Raptors have had. Right, the the Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment owns the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they own the Toronto Raptors as well. So they've yep. seen the success that they've had, and you know they've kicked, you know they've thought about it and stuff, and they've met with Silver. So it's not like just you know Silver's on record as saying, yeah, like yeah, yeah, this is you know Canada expansion is going to happen. You know, so the only question is when. We'll get both take on this and get into the All Star Game, Northwestern football. The late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Then your rage, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Back passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Half back. Passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. The late night anger match for class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. Vladimir Guerrero. Junior. Join senior. As the older, only uh, father and son uh, combo to to win the home run derby, and uh, our connection. Like I said, I don't. Um, it's crazy. Like I said, it's like big flashbacks for me, Mo, because that's the one time that I was really around the Expos the most too. Right? Was that era? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Right. Like, right I remember right. like Vlad. Vlad. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, Vlad Jr. nearly hit me with a bat once, Mo. Like in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it's like I was walking by a little fat kid swinging a bat. And people used to get mad, bro, right? But they couldn't do anything because it was Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s kid. Like, I remember, like, I, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but one guy in the expo, he said, man, this freaking kid, man. He was this kid. He goes, you ever notice he's the only kid allowed in the room, right? He was the oh, only kid right. allowed in the room. Like, they have a strict policy. No kids allowed in clubhouses. And other guys had kids, but those kids, they, they were always in the hallway. But, like, basically it was Vlad, you know, it was Vladimir Guerrero. And if so, basically this kid, for people who don't realize this, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., this kid literally grew up in clubhouses. Like, he literally grew up, like, in the school of Major League Baseball. Like, I saw, like, he was, like, three, four, five. Like, he was in the clubhouse for everything. The wins, the losses, the swearing, you know what I mean, the partying. Like, he's like he's seen everything. <laughs> right? So, like, he was there, like, all the time. Like, it was basically, like, you know, like, everywhere Vlad went, there was Vlad Jr. And it was, like, it didn't matter. The function, he was, like, I'm bringing the kid, man. I don't care. Like, he's coming with me. Right? It was one of those deals. He would go everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And he used to swing the bat all the time. So, it's, just, it's sort of a... Um, it's crazy, man, to see like the, how how time has passed, and here he is now, uh, you know, getting it done. Let's hope the the Blue Jays, for his sake and his career's sake, that the Blue Jays can take it to the next level. Because you know, winning home run derbies is all nice and stuff, but it's about winning the World Series. And you know, the Jays have the team capable of doing it. They need to string it together. They were pretty hot going into the All Star break. We'll see if this can uh, sort of catapult them with Guerrero getting hot coming back now too. Well, you know, it's funny because the running story with with Vlad Jr. in Montreal, right, was that he used to go to the ice cream uh, machine in, in the clubhouse, and, and that's what he would always have is the ice cream machine, uh, you know, out there with whatever he had on it. So that was the running. Sorry, with Vlad. Yeah, they used to have and, a lot of sprinkles and stuff to put on top too. In that, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and what, what was my what was my blowing right is that, like you know, gave you know the Montreal Metro or the subway system as we call Metro here in the city. Vlad would take that to come to the Big O because no one knew who he was. No one knew paid attention to hey, this is Vladimir Junior, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, and his son Vlad Junior coming through the Metro system. Going well, he didn't to the drive too. Well, no, he also, didn't drive, but. <laughs> Also, because um, a lot of them didn't. Like, you know what I mean? You can't get lost that way, too. Pete Rose, yeah. same thing, man. When I was a kid, I met Pete Rose uh, on on the train. 
And I said to Pete, I went up to him. He was actually pretty cool, too. And I said, I said, hey, Mr. Rose. And I said, I'm surprised to see you, you know, taking, taking the train, taking the metro to the stadium with, with the fans. And uh, he yeah. started talking to me, Mo, and he told me. He goes, you know, kid, I live in, uh, he goes, he told me where he lives. He goes, you know, he goes, you know, Outwater Square, kid? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know Outwater Square. He goes, yeah, that's where I live. And uh, he goes, it's perfect. He goes, nice building. He goes, I got the, uh, he goes, it's connected. He goes, I don't even have to go outside. And he started saying how much he loved it. He goes, I just go from my apartment right down into the, into the metro, and I pop out, I'm in the stadium. And he told me, he goes, you know, it's easy to get, he goes, I couldn't get, he wouldn't want me getting lost before the game, would you, kid, right? He sort of made a joke about doesn't want to get lost on the way to the stadium. Yeah. And a lot of guys, same thing like the uh, the Raptors and stuff, right? They they encourage, like, basically, like, a lot of players that are single and young or whatever to just live in the damn condo that's attached to the arena, right? Yeah. Right. Because, you know, you, you won't have to, you know, don't worry about anything. You're never going to get lost in the city. You don't have to worry. Like, you can stay indoors if you want. They have, like, a private elevator that goes right in from their, their condo. Like, Drake has a place there. A lot of guys, like, Kawhi live there. But, so Kawhi never really saw Toronto. He basically went to the arena, threw an underground tunnel in, back to his condo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he never left. Like, he basically, like, never went out. Like, right? They asked Kawhi after how he dealt with the cold. He goes, I didn't. I never went out. He goes, I, I literally stayed in a bunker. He goes, that's why I didn't like it, because he said, I never went outside because it was too cold. But he's a little bit of a wuss about that, I think. But um, So... As far as, um, I'll tell a Vladimir Guerrero story. I've told it before, though, but uh, I got along well with Vlad Sr. And um, did an interview with him, with Manny Acta as the interpreter. The one thing with right. Vladimir Guerrero uh, Sr. Uh, was that, you know, he never spoke English and stuff, but he kind of could if he wanted to. He just didn't want to do it. In public, number one, he was kind of uncomfortable with his English. And number two, yeah. if he spoke English and he did an interview in English, then he knew that everybody would always be badgering him for interviews. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So exactly. it was easier to just say, no, I don't do I do not do English interviews. I don't speak English. Right? Point blank. And he right. just shut that down. And so he'd do a few Spanish interviews. But he would do interviews like in the media scrum, but he didn't do one-on-one -on -one interviews. But... He did one with me. It was pretty emotional. He talked about, like, not playing and he's not going to go to Washington and stuff. It was uh, pretty crazy stuff. So, like I said, I get sentimental seeing uh, Vlad Jr. Uh, get it done. But I, we, you and I talked about the baseball um, potentially going back to Montreal. It's not happening. No. You know, the Rays deal, they could have split it. Some people were into it. In the end, they ended up shutting that down. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it, Mo, because – Manford and Major League Baseball, like the owners, they want to go back to Montreal. Like if, if there was an ownership group in Montreal, they would even play at Olympic Stadium. They don't care. They'd be like, yeah, sure, you want back in? Fine. We need cities, and we want, we like you? Good. You're in. Right? Like, you know, the agents and Scott Boris endorsed it and, like, did a thing. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's a cool, you know, he's like, yes, I'll send my guys to play there. And he was all like, <laughs> everybody endorsed it, except there's nobody wants to own a damn team. Nobody has money to buy the team. Nobody wants to do it. The NBA is a little bit different. There's groups. Now, I don't know how much you know about it, but our boy Pete Annapolis yeah. has been really on top of this over the years. So this goes back to about 2016, guys. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens met with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA and the head of the Canadian, you know, the Molsons. And Canadians are Molson Corps, so, you know what I mean? And like Silver said, he goes, listen, we're talking about, for people who don't realize it, the building in Montreal, it's basically like the third or fourth it's in the top five of, like, busiest and most profitable arenas. Like, they really hustle well at Montreal. But, like, they're better at the hustle than they are winning. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, with the yeah. event co and the concerts and the parking and the condos. Like, they're, they're a slick operation as far as the business is concerned. Um, so Silver was like, listen, I'm going to listen to you guys. You, you know, you're the Montreal Canadiens, so right, I'm listening. Now, I know there was another group that wants to build uh, their own arena. You know, the Canadians want in, but they don't want to put up $2 billion. So there's a lot of different stuff. But now Pete's reporting that there's a new group in. Like, they're all in. But it could potentially – they're all in. But they could cut the Habs in and just play at the Bell Center as well. What do you think about all this? When do you think this potentially could happen? What are we, 2023? We're going into 2024. 
Yeah. Is 2030 like a realistic potential possibility, you would think? Yeah, I think it's Vegas and Seattle first game. I think that's where the NBA will go. I think LeBron will be involved with the Vegas ownership group. Uh, Seattle has the funding. They had the arena back in the Northwest. Um, and, and look, you know, Dave Stern, may God rest his soul. I mean, he was viewed as uh, as as the villain for allowing. Clay he Smith hated to the move. Pacific Northwest, bro. Like, look, look, yeah. look at the Grizzlies and the Sonics. Like, he just didn't right. care. He was like, shut them down. You know what I mean? Right. But but Seattle is is, is a basketball city, right? For the number of players who've been produced from that city going to the NBA and stuff. Oh, the Sonics and have a great legacy. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were very, they they were very popular. Do. And they still live there. Like, you guys like that left Trim, Gary Payton, and Sean Kemp, they also live in, in Seattle, right? But, but I think those are the first two that yeah, Watch out for Sean Kemp in a parking lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> <laughs> but but they'll, they'll go there first. I think those are the first two options that they'll go because the, the backing of ownerships for those two groups will be massive, right, with what they have yeah, yeah. for funding. Oh, but no, that's, done. that's a done deal. But after, it, and you know what, this, what we were talking about, what they threw to me was they got to go international. Silver's been talking about it, too, about Canada. It's a basketball hotbed. It has money. There's only so many cities they can go to. Vancouver won't be it, right? The Vancouver had a team. There's not... There's not, like, a thirst. It's not like people are dying to get it back. It's the same thing. There's not... One guy owns everything in Vancouver for the most part, and he already owns the Canucks. He's, you know what I mean? He's, exactly. he's not going to bring anything yeah. out. Yeah. So, and people wouldn't even want him to anyways. They don't like him. So, and he's kind of cheap. So, like, it's, it's not happening. But my point is, Mexico City eventually. So, that's that's what I was told. That basically, yeah. case uh, um, Seattle and Vegas are, like, in. They'll be the next two. But then the next wave would be Montreal and Mexico City. Right. I, I think, look, the, the, the plan for the NBA, I think, will be who can get to London first, the NFL or the NBA. I, I think that's a long-term range, right? Because they realize The NFL that has the head start there. The NFL has a head start. But remember, though, the, the, the NBA can set up shop at the O2 Arena right, right yeah, now. Yeah, they have arenas right? right now. Boom. Yeah, yeah they exactly. have Exactly. Yeah. So it's a question of who will get there first, the NFL or the NBA, because you want to kind of lay the flag down, hey, we were here before you were. And I think from the appeal factor, France included, there's more options to build an NBA base than the NFL right now beyond England and Germany compared to Europe with the NBA. The NHL, that's what they should be doing. The NHL should be like already basically like what a plan. All right, let's how do we get teams in, in Europe? Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. This team is fired up. We came here to play. All right. He'll lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. The Late Night Anger Man for class. This is Sports I am Gabe Amrenzi. we got a full house. Mike Tenier is going to join us. Rick Saratella, George Kurtz. we got Mo Khan in the house right now. Mo played football. 
was a wide receiver. So, uh, Mo, I'm sure you know about hazing and stuff, mm-hmm. playing college football and um, and um, elite football, etc. So, Pat Fitzgerald is out. This story broke yep. pretty quickly. It was the Northwestern uh, newspaper, college student news, uh, student uh, paper, that broke the story. You know, of course, Northwestern prides itself on its journalism, right? So, right. You know, so they they, they did a piece, and it all started with a whistleblower. So basically, a kid on the team basically, you know, said, you know, that what what happens to players when you're on that team? You get hazed, and/or if you don't play well, that was the thing too, right? That if you didn't make a play, the quote was, then you get run, and basically, run was like sexually dry humped and other weird, perverse things. Yeah. Yeah, there was one player that said it. They did an investigation. A neutral party did the investigation and said that they couldn't prove that the coach actually knew, but they did say that this stuff did happen. They're saying that there's no dispute that the stuff happened. Another player has come out and said that there was racial <clears throat> racial insensitivity at times. Yet I could also say, I don't know if you saw a letter tonight, that an equipment manager who was from Venezuela basically said that Fitzgerald is a great guy and basically would give you the shirt off his back and treated the equipment people the same way that he treated, like, the president of the university and and all that type of stuff. So at first it was supposed to be two weeks. It didn't take long, man. They changed their mind and they fired him today. Northwestern does is not playing around here. They're not like other schools, like in which they're worried about the the team more. They do worry about their reputation and integrity there. What do you make of them changing their mind and firing him after saying they're only going to suspend him for two weeks? Well, that's it. They, they botched it from the initial uh, uh, setting, right? That we're we're going to suspend him for two weeks and in the dead period of college football season because nothing's going on right now. So what was going to go on? He's going to chill by his full side. That was it. They, what they should have done, Gabe, from the get-go, was say, look, Pat, we're, we're going to suspend you indefinitely until we have a full, thorough investigation because what happened was, as we saw, the school paper exposed uh, the ignorance of tone-deaf approach from the Northwestern administration, and, and then they reacted off of that. And then over the weekend, you just saw momentum build up. I think it was game over by Monday once you heard the racial allegations being involved. And, and Gabe, the hazing part is awful from the allegations that were mentioned by, by the report. But once you bring in racism into the card here, into this whole yeah. ring, it was game over for Pat Fitzgerald. And, and the thing is, look, with, with all due respect. And it would have been a daily left. leak type thing. You're right. Northwestern's thinking, 100%. you know what, every every two days something else is going to come out. Exactly. Some, something that was said in some practice three years ago to somebody, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and they, they went 1-11 last year. And, that, you know, by all <laughs> yeah. means, that he could they be They went 3-9 the year before year. that, right? Like Exactly. And, and the thing is now, right, they have the brand-new uh, athletic complex. Now they're about to invest $400-plus million into renovating a Ryan Field to make it more up-to-date. So reality reality is, you know, they've had the financial stake in college football with what they want to build up in Northwestern, but they couldn't go any further because if they kept Pat Fitzgerald on board, it would have been a pure hit from everywhere in Chicago about this team being a toxic environment and no longer being a relevant team if it was under Pat Fitzgerald the last few years. Now, I don't know why these coaches, I actually, I do know why, uh, because they become so entitled, right? They're basically more powerful than the governors of their states. They last longer, even, yeah, right? So state employees. Yeah, like the, a lot of these guys. Now, not you know, Northwestern a little bit different, right? I like guess a yeah. private institution. I'm just saying that. That's right. They all get these such big egos, right? We'll get to Huggins in a minute. That they figure that. So my point is, Fitzgerald now says that he's suing them now tonight. So he basically said that uh, he's suing them, that you told me I was only getting suspended, and I'm going to sue you now for wrongful dismissal. It's like, yeah. why, why do coaches think that somehow, like, if you, you're not, it's not your job. It's not your school. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they take over and they think, you know what? I run this thing. I'm going to do what I want. Like, well, you know, like Huggins. No, I never resigned. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, like that type of stuff. Like, if you're Fitzgerald, why sue? Like, what do you – they fired you. They don't want you as the coach anymore, bro. Like, it's their prerogative, coach. So, why sue instead of just back off, 
Go on an interview, do a do a softball cupcake interview with someone in the media that you know likes you, defend yourself, and you get hired at another school the day after, bro. Like everybody yeah, well, gets we, horrible people are getting rehired. It's not like he wouldn't have. So I don't see what like what ground does he have to sue? That's my point. Like what are you gonna sue? Well, for? He, he wants to pay out Gabe. That's what he wants. He wants a settlement that he wants to get some money in return because he had a he had a deal that was gonna go to I think twenty twenty eight, twenty twenty nine. So he wants to get some sort of payout to say, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take the payout and I won't see you guys. But you know what's going to happen, Gabe, right? Uh, what's going to happen? He's probably going down to Alabama and be like one of those like uh, non-consultants <laughs> consultants on, on Alabama staff, right, for Nick Saban. And he'll, re, he'll revitalize his, his career down there and reformat his image and then get hired by you know, Mike Leach. Leach locked a kid in a, in, a, in a tool shed, bro, like in a locker right, in a shed. Right. Like he got rehired. They treated him like I'm a hero when he passed away. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, exactly. It's not like Fitz. Like, honestly, people believe him. And, and, and you know as well as I do, being in the football world, a lot of people be like, dude, it wasn't that bad what happened there, and or what you know. What do you? Th- what's the worst thing that you saw? I remember, I remember when the the McGill stuff happened, right? Right. And uh, right. and I don't know how I knew like so much about it, but I did, and I got threatened even more. Like I got threatened, like point blank. Right. Like right. you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, you guys are stupid. They even sent me like an email from like their the the school, like like like. You know what I mean? It was like from the, like their their school like email. It's like you know, guys, right. like you know, you're threatening people from your own. Like you're kind of stupid here. Uh, so, what is it with this perversion? Look, I understand a hazing. It's almost like a gang. Like if the guy's on the team, like a good example is like uh, our boy Marwin Hage on um, on on what, the Colorado Buffaloes. Colorado, that's right. Yeah, he was there, and he basically they had a hazing issue, and it was basically they just took new kids, and you'd have to fight your way out of the circle, right? Yeah, that was the deal, and it was a sign of toughness. They just wanted to see if you were if you were tough or not, and they didn't like, I, you know, didn't get too crazy. But he said at times, you know what I mean. So that was their thing. But what is it with this sort of the per, the sexual perversion stuff? Like McGill, like they were sticking stuff up people in, in squash ball uh, courts in the middle of the night and stuff. Like, what's wrong with these people? Mo? Like, what happened to the old school? Listen, you're the new guy. You have to pay for the alcohol. Like, you have to buy dinner for everybody. What's this, like, humping stuff and all this? I don't understand it, Mo. What's the worst thing that you saw as a player on the teams that you were on? You know, when, when I was playing football, it was nothing more than that. It was just like, hey, in our boxers, we go to a sport, we go to a bar, and you go talk to girls or whatever it is, right? In our boxers. That was it. Uh, and, and people were respectful of the rookies. They're like, whatever you're comfortable with, no worries. If you're not comfortable with it, no worries at all. We'll figure it out. That was it. And, and, and take the helmets. So nobody was like you. beating the living crap out of you no, for the sake no, of it, no, right? No, like, no, <laughs> no, no. Thankfully not. But I just I think in today's uh, college world, right, you look at what happened in New Mexico State or New Mexico University with some of the basketball players who, who sued the program for what happened, right? You think about um, this thing that's going on Northwestern as we speak, right? These allegations are true. Um, I mean, past this job, you're the head coach of your football program. You have to know what's going on. You might plead ignorance and, and say no, but I'll give you the counterpoint. Look at Rick Pitino, right? He said I, he had no idea what was going on in Louisville with what was happening with, with his program. He got wrongly fired, and he sued him, and he got he got a payoff from, from Louisville, right? That's so crazy. I think Fitzgerald sees the same avenue that says, look, I'm going to follow Pitino's way and say, look, I'm going to plead my, my – no, I think you nailed it. I think North – you're right. I think he thinks, you know what, I'll just make noise in Northwestern. They're just going to pay me to shut up and go – away they're finally gonna yeah, say you know exactly. what you're right here's your 18 million dollars or whatever you know and you're gonna have to sign it not like you have to sign a piece of paper saying you're gonna shut up about us here's your money right yeah, I, I think you're right about sure. that so look at bob huggins though this guy's got a lot of nerve bro so huggins and i don't even feel bad for west virginia because they didn't fire him after he went off with the catholic gay slur stuff which yeah. was way over the top like let's just be real like, that wasn't just some sort of, ah, you know, that was an edgy joke, man. But, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like, no, it was pretty bad, like what he said. Yeah, it was. It was bad, bad. And then after, okay, nothing really happens to him. Oh, you're going to go to sensitivity training and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, then the guy's, like, really, like, drunk, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, triple the limit type stuff. I don't know if you read the report, Mo. He didn't even know what city he was in. Remember, they, they yeah, asked him. They, said, I think, they right? said, where are you? He goes, oh, I'm in, um, in Columbus. They're like, no, you're, you're in Pittsburgh, bro. They asked him 10 times where he was. They said, do you know where you are? 
and he kept saying Ohio or whatever, and it's you know what I mean. He didn't know what city, right. he didn't know what state he was in. It was like, and so then he basically resigns. He sends in an email. I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed. Blah blah blah. Now he's pulling the George Costanza and saying, "What? I never quit." Right? Yeah. He goes, no, no, I expect my job to be back. And then he's playing it like he's a victim. I'm going to rehab, and when I leave rehab, I expect my job to be waiting for me. Like, yeah. like or, or he's going to sue. <laughs> and then he threat- he, he's threatening to sue. Like, these guys are pieces of work, bro. Like, just real low lives, man. Yeah, and, and look, a lot of these college coaches uh, always had that power. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I won't say who, but there was a player that I know played in the CFL who played at a power five. And they had just fired the coach that had recruited him. And they brought in a new coach, sat him down. He said, I don't know who you are. Uh, you came from so-and-so, from some small town. I don't care where you came from. I'll let you go, right? And, and that's the thing with these college coaches, that they, the power that they had at the time before NIL came to play was that they control your scholarship, right? Because yeah, hey, well, he looks yeah. like a full ride. No, no, it's not a full ride. You're on one-year renewals. That's what it is for all these college athletes, uh, whether you play uh, football, whether you play lacrosse, whatever it is. So a lot of these coaches would, you would use as a leverage play, I'm going to take away your scholarship, and you're going to be playing at some you know, Division Six school in like Sheboygan, right? And, and that's where that fear came in. But then finally the NIL played out, as you see right now, uh, player empowerment has been much more prevalent now than where it was, say, 10, 20 years ago. And I think these college coaches realize that they're kind of out of touch with today's athletes, unless you keep up with the Joneses, you're going to fall behind. And, and look, unfortunately for Pat Fitzgerald, for Bob Huggins and others who fall fall behind, uh, they're going to lose their jobs. And it cost them the reputation for the fact that they were ignorant towards players' needs and screams and cries that they were not recognized during this time. Mo Khan breaking it down with us. Well said, uh, Mo. So, uh, Mo, before we get you out of here, CFL uh, football. Uh, you were BC there. Li- yeah, BC Lions and the Montreal Alouettes. I saw the game. My first uh, CFL game of the season. Unlike that dude that was actually at the game, pretty impressive. Set a Guinness yeah. Book of World Records, guys. <laughs> he went to uh, nine games. He, he went to nine different stadiums in 15 days, which is like, okay, whatever. But it's not baseball. So, you know what I mean? It's like it's football. So he basically went to two right. weeks of games in a 15-day span in nine different stadiums. It's actually the Guinness Book of World Records. He was at the, he was at the game. Pretty impressive. I expected the BC Lions to bounce back, but I'll tell you what, Montreal battled, right? Montreal battled. You know, I don't think they're, you know, to me, to me, Montreal, they're like a 9-9 team. There's 18 games, right? I think they're like a 500 yeah. team. They weren't terrible. Uh, we'll get your um, your thoughts, CFL picks, on the way out on the other side here. We have Hamilton and Edmonton on Thursday. Toronto and Montreal on Friday night uh, football. Winnipeg and Ottawa. Jeremiah Masoli is out for the year. Calgary and Saskatchewan. This is Portrait. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The late night anger man for class. Oh, it's the Indian Toronto this week. Uh, shout out to our boy uh, John in Chicago was saying that the NASCAR street race uh, lost money. Yet, I saw, I read the story, whatever. They lost like $3.5 million or something like that, the city. And, you know, some local businesses were complaining that they. So, yeah, some local businesses complained because they got shut down because the street was closed and whatever. And what about all the other local hotels that were suddenly booked, right? It's give and take this stuff. People just bitch about everything all the time. And losing like $4 million to have your city showcased on national television for like six hours is like a steal that any mayor would take, uh, actually. Uh, but we'll get into the motorsport after. Mo, CFL football, let's get your picks mm -hmm. uh, this week, actually. So we have Hamilton and Edmonton. Hamilton got their first win of the season. They're going into Edmonton. <laughs> Poor bastards. 19 in a <laughs> row. They've lost at home, man. 19 in a row. And they're only getting two and a half points, actually. The Toronto yeah. Argonauts, the defending champions, they look great so far this year. Undefeated. Take on the Montreal Alouettes in Montreal. On uh, Saturday night, that I think I might have said Friday earlier, Hamilton and um, Edmonton Friday. So, um, what 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 do you, what do you like this week? Got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers laying nine against Ottawa, and I guess Dustin Crummett quarterback. Yeah. And then you got the Rough Riders laying two and a half to the Stamps. What do you like this week? What do you think of that Argos Al game? Well, actually, the the, the Ticat game's on Thursday, and the Owls game's on Friday. Um, I'll be in the TSM. Oh, is it? Friday. All right. Yeah, you know what? That's what I said <laughs> yeah. earlier. Again, you know why? <laughs> yeah. I'm reading off a sports book here right now, and they're wrong. Right. That's why I was like, right. I don't think they're right here, as I was saying it. But <laughs> yeah, it'd be awkward if, there, if I missed the game. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, game that, the, the game that's intrigued me is the Toronto-Montreal game, because like, Montreal's come off a short week. Toronto had a long rest week to work with. So that is Friday in. night. So that is Friday, Friday night football. football. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yes. Right. I just think that Montreal can beat the Argos. The Argos don't play well in Bolton. So watch out for that game. That might be the trap team this week. Is the Alex beating the Argos at home on Friday night? Montreal is a live dog, and most pretty usually negative when it comes to the Alouettes. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.